0: Welcome to the Everyday Charlotte Podcast, where we believe education is not simply for school hours, but an everyday learning lifestyle. On this podcast, I read a variety of living educational materials, including books in the public domain you can use to supplement your learning. Handbook of Nature Study by Anna Botsford Comstock. Part one, what nature study should do for the teacher. During many years, I have been watching teachers in our public schools in their conscientious and ceaseless work. And so far as I can foretell the fate that awaits them finally is either nerve exhaustion or nerve atrophy. The teacher must become either a neurasthenic or a clam I have had conversations with hundreds of teachers in the public schools of New York State concerning the introduction of nature study into the curriculum, and most of them declared, oh, we have not time for it. Every moment is full now. Their nerves were at such a tension that with one more thing to do, they must fall apart. The question in my own mind during these conversations was always, how long can she stand it? I asked some of them. "'Did you ever try a vigorous walk in the open air in the open country "'every Saturday or every Sunday of your teaching year?' "'Oh, no!' they exclaimed in despair of making me understand. "'On Sunday we must go to church or see our friends, "'and on Saturday we must do our shopping or our sewing. "'We must go to the dressmakers lest we go unclad. "'We must mend and darn stockings. "'We need Saturday to catch up.' "'Yes, catch up with more cares, more worries, more fatigue.' but not with more growth, more strength, more vigor, and more courage for work. In my belief, there are two and only two occupations for Saturday afternoon or forenoon for a teacher. One is to be out of doors and the other is to lie in bed, and the first is best. Out in this, God's beautiful world, there is everything waiting to heal lacerated nerves, to strengthen tired muscles, to please and content the soul that is torn to shreds with duty and care. To the teacher who turns to nature's healing, nature study in the schoolroom is not a trouble. It is a sweet, fresh breath of air blown across the heat of radiators and the noisome odor of overcrowded small humanity. She who opens her eyes and her heart nature ward even once a week finds nature study in the schoolroom a delight and an abiding joy. What does such a one find in her schoolroom instead of the terrors of discipline, the eternal watching and eternal nagging to keep the pupils quiet and at work? She finds, first of all, companionship with her children, and second, she finds that without planning or going on a far voyage, she has found health and strength. When and why the teacher should say, I do not know. No science professor in any university, if he be a man of high attainment, hesitates to say to his pupils, I do not know, if they ask for information beyond his knowledge, The greater his scientific reputation and erudition, the more readily, simply, and without apology he says this. He, better than others, comprehends how vast is the region that lies beyond man's present knowledge. It is only the teacher in the elementary schools who has never received enough scientific training to reveal to her how little she does know, who feels that she must appear to know everything, or her pupils will lose confidence in her. But how useless is this pretense in nature study? The pupils, whose younger eyes are much keener for details than hers, will soon discover her limitations, and then their distrust of her will be real. In nature study, any teacher can, with honour, say, "'I do not know,' for perhaps the question asked is as yet unanswered by the great scientists. But she should not let her lack of knowledge be a wet blanket thrown over her pupils' interest. She should say frankly, "'I do not know. Let us see if we cannot together find out this mysterious thing.' Maybe no one knows it as yet, and I wonder if you will discover it before I do. She thus conveys the right impression, that only a little about the intricate life of plants and animals is yet known, and at the same time, she makes her pupils feel the thrill and zest of an investigation. Nor will she lose her respect by doing this, if she does it in the right spirit. For three years, I had for comrades in my walks afield two little children, and they kept me busy saying, I do not know but they never lost confidence in me or in my knowledge. They simply gained respect for the vastness of the unknown. The chief charm of nature study would be taken away if it did not lead us through the borderland of knowledge into the realm of the undiscovered. Moreover, the teacher, in confessing her ignorance and at the same time her interest in a subject, establishes between herself and her pupils a sense of companionship, which relieves the strain of discipline and gives her a new and intimate relation with her pupils, which will surely prove a potent element in her success. The best teacher is always one who is the good comrade of her pupils. Nature Study – The Elixir of Youth The old teacher is too likely to become didactic, dogmatic, and bossy if she does not constantly strive with herself. Why? She has to be thus five days in the week, and therefore she is likely to be so seven. She knows arithmetic, grammar, and geography to their uttermost, and she is never allowed to forget that she knows them. And finally, her interests become limited to what she knows. After all, what is the chief sign of growing old? Is it not the feeling that we know all there is to be known? It is not years which make people old. It is ruts and a limitation of interests. When we no longer care about anything except our own interests, we are then old. It matters not whether our years be 20 or 80. It is rejuvenation for the teacher, thus growing old, to stand ignorant as a child in the presence of one of the simplest of nature's miracles, the formation of a crystal, the evolution of the butterfly from the caterpillar, the exquisite adjustment of the silken lines in the spider's orb web, I know how to make magic for the teacher who is growing old. Let her go out with her youngest pupil and fall on her knees before the miracle of the blossoming violet and say, Dear nature, I know naught of the wondrous life of these, your smallest creatures. Teach me, and she will suddenly find herself young. Nature study as a help in school discipline. Much of the naughtiness in school is a result of the child's lack of interest in his work, augmented by the physical inaction that results from an attempt to sit quietly. The best teachers try to obviate both of these rather than to punish because of them. Nature study is an aid in both respects since it keeps the child interested and also gives him something to do. And the nearest approach to an ideal school that I have ever seen for children of second grade. The pupils were allowed, as a reward of merit, to visit the aquaria or the terrarium for periods of five minutes, which time was given to the blissful observation of the fascinating prisoners. The teacher also allowed the reading of stories about the plants and animals under observation to be regarded as a reward of merit. To be regarded as a reward of merit. As I entered the schoolroom, there were eight or 10 of the children at the windows watching eagerly what was happening to the creatures confined there in the various cages. There was a mud aquarium for the frogs and salamanders, an aquarium for fish, many small aquaria for insects, and each had one or two absorbingly interested spectators who were quiet, well-behaved, and were getting their nature study lessons in an ideal manner. The teacher told me that the problem of discipline was solved by this method, and that she was rarely obliged to rebuke or punish. In many other schools, watching the living creatures in the aquaria or terrarium has been used as reward for other work well done. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Everyday Charlotte Podcast. We hope you will join us for another great read on our next episode. God bless you all.